Cloud. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jim. All right, so the uh, Timberwolves go to Milwaukee, and they look pretty good, uh, especially blowing the game open in the third quarter. They beat the Bucks last night uh, by a final score of 129-105. to 105. I know the Bucks play without Dame Lillard, but still. Um, your thoughts on uh, last night's win? Yeah, it was an easier challenge than it would have been. Otherwise, obviously, if Dame, Mil- Dame, Dame Lillard and Chris Middleton had been healthy, but just looking at how the Wolves played, that they played really good team defense um, on uh, Giannis, and the ball the off- is one of the best offensive nights of the year. Uh, not because they one person go crazy, because the ball movement was great. Uh, with the ball moving the way it was, they shot 51% from three. You shoot 51% from three, you're probably going to win the game. So really good ball movement, really unselfish play, good defense. I like even Carl Anthony Towns pitched in defensively against Giannis. And, uh, yeah, the Bucks are a good team going through a bad time right now. It happens to almost all of them. Well, and with that win, now they uh, pull into a tie with Denver for the best record in the Western Conference. So... You know, being a being a high seed, that's pretty important, though, right? I mean, it's I, I know it's not the the be all end all, but um, you know, trying to get a one or two seed would be nice for this team. There are kind of two aspects of that. They're they're going for it when they as soon as they traded for Gobert, they said we're going for it. We're going to have a window of opportunity to try to win a championship, and the number one seed gives you the best chance of having. You know, I mean, you have home court advantage. Uh, it, that's a big deal if you go deep in the playoffs. Other way to look at it is we have no idea who's going to be a good matchup in the first round. They could end up with a better matchup as a four seed than as a one seed, um, theoretically. You know, it, it's going to, a lot of it's going to depend on, you know, are you, you catch a team when they're healthy and hot or are you getting a break? So, but, but this organization is trying to establish after all these years of difficulty and mistakes, they're trying to establish that they're something special. They're not just a run-of-the-mill franchise. So I think the number one seed is more important for almost the franchise and team mentality and to prove that the Goat Bear trade was worthwhile than it is for necessarily a matchup for, you know, in the first round. You could end up with a tough matchup as number one seed. So the Monty Morris trade sounds like it didn't officially happen until like later in the day yesterday. But so right. he didn't play in the, the game last night, but he will play against the Clippers on Monday. It looks like that is the expectation. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the, by the time we found out about it before they made it official, they didn't make it official until like you said late late afternoon. That was not enough time to get him. You know, and and obviously he's never practiced with the team. So yeah, but he'll he'll be out there Monday. Uh, I think I think he's going to be a pretty easy. I mean. Basketball requires cohesion. It requires familiarity. So it's not an easy thing to come in the middle of a season. But he's smart. He's versatile. He knows a lot of these guys. I don't. I think it'll be a pretty good fit. And he's bounced around to a lot of teams and has had some quite a bit of playoff experience, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's, he has played. I, I don't know that playoff experience is important, um, but I mean, he does have that experience. Jim, the uh, Gopher women's basketball team, bad third quarter. They get beat by Ohio State, 71-47. They were hanging in there until the third, though. Yeah, um, they just don't have much, you know, again, without Braun out there. You, they just don't have a lot of natural scores. Battles, really, a, a pass-first point guard. You know, Hyder can shoot the three. Uh, you know, they... they don't have many people who can kind of get their own shot right now. Shanae Sanders can do it a little bit. Most, um, you know, Krahalski, although she's, you know, she's a freshman, just figuring out how to play. I mean, 
it, it just really kind of upset their their hierarchy and it, it hurt ball movement. It hurt. Uh, it, they just don't have any stretching defenses right now. Jim, uh, big game on Sunday. Go for men's basketball team playing at Iowa. I know you're thinking of a different game, and we'll get to that one too. Uh, but uh, the Gophers a chance to get a road win. They lost to Iowa when they played them at home, but uh, Iowa's got a losing record. Um, from what I understand, quad one victories are different if you can beat a team on the road that is in the top, what, 75 or 70 in the nation in however they have them ranked. So this would be if they beat Iowa, a quad one win? Uh, that's my understanding. I haven't looked at it as closely as you have, but that's my understanding. Uh, you know, I mean, we're kind of at the point of the season where win good, lose bad. It's really that simple. It's not, we don't have to overthink it very much. They're they're in really good shape right now. They're six and five. They're uh, they're in fifth place in the Big Ten, and now that the Big Ten has eighty two teams, that's pretty good. Um, and you know, Iowa is not having a very good season. Five and seven in the conference. Um, they're you know they're they're ten and three at home, so they're obviously better at home. But listen, if you want to be in the NCAA tournament, you should have to beat some decent teams. Uh, the Michigan State win was big. They followed with a win against Iowa. They're they're in fantastic shape. Well, and you can't exaggerate on how many teams are good. But next year, uh, they're adding more teams. What, four teams are joining? And from what I understand, that not everybody will then qualify for the Big Ten tournament? Right, uh, which I'm okay with. I think, you know, I, I like the idea of having to earn your way into a postseason, even a conference postseason. Um, and do we know how that's going to look? I mean, are you going to... Play, I suppose you can't play everybody twice because they they still don't do that now. Um, but how many trips to the West Coast you're going to be making? A, uh, they're already making trips to the East Coast, so I suppose what what's you know going out west? Yeah, I mean, listen, if they cared about you know the student part of student athletes, or if they cared about regional right, if they cared about anything that they're kind of supposed to care about, they wouldn't be doing this. This is a pure money grab. It's trying to put together super conferences. It's trying to get the largest TV markets. And I mean, do you really think they wanted Rutgers? And you know, in Maryland, they're, they're Maryland has a little bit better basketball legacy. Do you think they really want Rutgers? They they wanted the New York, New Jersey TV market. Um, so it, this is all about massive amounts of money. They don't care whether it's inconvenient or difficult for students. Jim, the uh, Super Bowl on Sunday. It's the Chiefs against the 49ers. The uh, last time I saw the the Chiefs are two point underdogs, uh, but Patrick Mahomes has done pretty well in games where he's been an underdog. They're like ten and one, um, so he's done well there, and including the last couple of games that they've played. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup? I think it's fascinating. I, I think it's been a fascinating season. Uh, I, I I really, and I find both of these teams fascinating. Brock Purdy, last pick in the draft, playing great, best set of skill position players. Highly entertaining team, highly entertaining offense, some real standouts on defense, uh, a team that, you know, probably should have a Super Bowl victory by now in, in recent years, given the quality of play, but hasn't broken through. And then you got Mahomes, who's the kind of the opposite. He doesn't have very good skill position players. Well, I won't say he doesn't have good. He doesn't have very good receivers, um, you know, which made, has made his relationship with Kelsey so vital this year. They're better defensively than usual, but, Mah- yeah. Mahomes, they, they did not have a great season by their standards. They had 11 wins. They had some bad losses. Um, and then Mahomes just ripped through the playoffs anyway. So I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think it's going to be a great game. 
I picks are silly, but I, I guess I'm I have picked Mahomes every time somebody's asked me this week. I I just think that the Chiefs will find a way in the fourth quarter to get that last field goal and win a close game. Have the last couple of games the 49ers played against the Packers and Lions showed that their defense isn't as good as maybe we thought it was going into the playoffs? Yeah, and they also remember late in the season got destroyed by the Ravens at home. I don't think their defense is as strong as we thought it was. They have good linebackers. Uh, Bosa, you know, can be a terror on the edge. But, you know, if you their secondary can be had. Uh, if you if you block Bosa, and I would say they have Chase Young too, but he hasn't been a spectacular success there. I feel like if you block Bosa and can pick on their secondary, you can have success. And, you know, Pacheco has given the, the Chiefs a good, solid running threat, uh, and he's very good in the red zone. Kelsey's at his best right now. Rice coming on has given Mahomes another option. You know, Valdez Scantling is actually, he doesn't, he's not a big factor in the offense, but he's made big plays during the playoffs. And I just, you know, I think that gives, that's given Mahomes just enough. Here's the other way to look at the Chiefs. If Kadarius Tony hadn't, like, absolutely made plays that lost them three games. They would have won 14 games. They would have been in the number one seed, and they would have won these playoff games at home, and it wouldn't be such a surprise. Jim, your thoughts on uh, Mike Zimmer looking like he's going to be the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys? Well, listen, he he's a very good defensive coach. Uh, he, you know, When he coached with the Cowboys, they loved him. Uh, he has a great reputation down there. Uh, he was a very likable coordinator, uh, very popular with everybody. So I'm not surprised. And, um, you know, it ended badly here as a head coach, but it's kind of the way the business works. How often does it end well? I mean, you know, it's a, it's a league and it's in a industry full of constant change and high demands. And, and, uh, listen, Mike's a very good defensive coach. How about Lamar Jackson, a near unanimous pick for MVP? I think that's right. And this, you know, listen, it's a regular season award. The regular season, he was the best player, most important player on a, uh, on the best team. I think they were the best regular season team. And he was, an, he ran incredibly well. He threw it incredibly well. He produced even with a bunch of posi- uh, skill position players who were not all that special. Uh, I think that's an easy choice. Uh, Jim, what do you think about uh, Jared Allen being uh, omitted in the hall of fame? Uh, I just think he's just one of, Many, you know, really, really good players who is just going to have to fight it out. You know, it it, it takes a while uh, for some players to get in. I think he'll get in. Uh, but, you know, I, I never, like, complain about NFL Hall of Fame picks because there, it's, just, it's such a difficult process. You're trying to compare different positions and different eras. Um, and some a lot of football positions really are hard to measure statistically, you know? I know Allen has the sacks, so he's easier to, to judge. But how do you how do you compare Jared Allen getting a lot of sacks, you know, in modern football with some of the people, other people they're considering uh, from the old days or from the 60s or 70s? I don't know. I'd, it, it, so I think Jared should probably get in eventually, but it's just a hard process. Jim, well, last one, you're calling him to start Tribune talking about Torrey Hunter as a Hall of Famer. You know, I'll admit that I did not think of Tory as a Hall of Famer, and I 
haven't been voting for the Hall of Fame for a while now, so I kind of had stopped researching it. And then the night Joe Maurer was inducted, uh, MLB Network, credit to them, they came up with a, uh, a stat, and it led me to looking at some other stats. Uh, boy, do I have that stat in front of me. Basically, he's one of seven players in baseball history to have nine gold gloves and hit 350 or more home runs. I mean, to me, that's that's a Hall of Fame resume right there. And there's another stat out there. He's one of 15 players with, like, you know, so many doubles, so many home runs, so many stolen bases. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I'm i kind of surprised that he ranks like that. So he's one of 15 players in baseball history, 2,400 hits, 350 homers, 150 stole, stolen bases, 450 doubles. Uh, he played in an all-star games for three different teams. Uh, you know, so I, I just think those stats say you're a Hall of Famer. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, let's see. We'll put out Preps Day with John Millay this morning. We have Jeff Diamond's show previewing, previewing the Super Bowl and Vikings decisions. Uh, we have the Viking Update show out. Uh, good chin music with Roy and Lavelle on Tory and some other topics. And everything's at TalkNorth.com. All right, Jim, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Great. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks. That's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports Columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strip. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. Jim, today brought to you by the Green Mill in downtown St. Cloud. 7.30, and uh, we're currently at 29 degrees. High temperature today, holding fairly steady in the upper 40s. Tonight, low of 22, cloudy. 32 for the high on Saturday, and then Sunday, high 34. ABC News, I'm Dave Packer. Special Counsel Robert Hur's report clearing President Biden of criminal wrongdoing for the mishandling of classified documents, but also describing him as